0: Gordon Johnson is with us, CEO, founder of GLJ Research. Thank you so much for being with us, Gordon. You've been a notable bear on Tesla for for as long as you and I have had the opportunity to chat. And I'm always glad that you're on with us so that this way people don't say we only cover one side. Your target <laughs> for as long as I've known you has been under $100 for Tesla um, as we've seen it recently crossing $900 once again. And a lot of people out there that are very bullish with $1,000 plus targets. Where do you stand now on your target and why? Yes,
1: yeah, so our split adjusted target is $22.00. The reason is very simple. Um, Tesla is losing significant share in every single market. US, their share is down roughly 10% Q1 to Q2. China, their share forever fell from about 11% to 8% um, Q1 to Q2. And in Europe, their share fell from about 18% to 9% Q1, Q2, number one. Number two, their lead times are coming down significantly. Their lead times for the Model Y in China were roughly 24 weeks a few weeks ago, now it's four weeks. What that means, by definition, is that their current capacity is above demand. Keep in mind, this is happening despite the fact they're barely producing any cars at the Texas plant or Berlin plant. So once they start producing more of those cars, they're gonna likely have to cut prices significantly. And what did we get last week? Last week, we got a 20,000, they they introduced a car in Europe, it's roughly 16,000 euro less and the cheapest Model Y, they introduced a the Model Y that's sixty thousand less. That suggests a demand problem. So, despite that fact, this company is valued at more than the next thirteen largest automakers combined. Yet sells just two percent of the cars they do. So they should be seeing tremendous growth. They're not. When people realize this, we think the stock comes under comes under tremendous pressure.
0: Why do you think demand is is going to really outpace their production capacity? I mean, there there's no doubt that. They have the capability to increase production. In fact, at the Fremont plant, I saw that production had increased about 10%. I saw, you know, year-end goals for one and a half million, and maybe um, going forward, annual units of two million. And so, um, and Texas, Germany, Shanghai, so many plants to meet up with, uh, you know, everybody in the world wanting a Tesla. Um, you're saying that all the other competitors are taking market share. Are you sure? Are you sure, sure about that? Because I like will that. tell you. Every person I have on the show, um, all the analysts who cover this. Why do you think all the analysts are still so hot on Tesla? Um, you know, play that devil's advocate. Why are they so hot on Tesla and still think it's the market leader?
1: In the age of in the age of uh, uh, of Chairman Powell and ridiculous valuation, sell side research has declined significantly in value and has increased significantly in ridiculous. So you have an analyst at Morgan Stanley that puts a price target he applies valuation to tesla for divisions they're not even in so um and with respect to you saying everybody wants a tesla that's just not true their growth in q1 before any factory closures was flat their growth in q2 was down significantly and now lead times are falling and they're introducing significant price cuts in europe we think uh, soon to come in the us the reason why they're having problems is because you have better competition out there the iconic uh five the, uh, the the Kia EV6, uh, the the Ford Mach-E, the Ford F-150 Lightning. You have better cars, better interiors with real longer real-world range out there for cheaper cheaper than the price of Tesla selling at. So it's like the way I would think about this is Tesla's like the BlackBerry of um, uh, uh, of smartphones, and you have all these new engines yeah. coming in that are taking share.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. So. I you know I love when you're able to come on the show because I think it really provides us a really balanced conversation so I'm glad you're here at the same time when you said when I said people I have on the show regularly um, are bullish and you said that's not true well I can tell you um, and you can rebut this but give me a moment to finish my thought Uh, Dan Ives of Wedbush Um, Garrett Nelson, who's a a regular guest on our show, often likes that stock and EVs in general, but often likes that one. Um, Steve Wesley, who of the Wesley Group, who prior he sat on the board of Tesla, Um, and also Ross Gerber of Gerber Kawasaki. These are just some folks who think that, you know, the Model Y is on track to be a bestseller. The Cybertruck has potential. We've had the news that um, Elon Musk wants to go, you know, driverless by the end of the year. I mean, there's still a lot of folks who are very hot on this. So what is it about the fact and batteries that they're going to be big on batteries? They've made it through the supply chain issues by having their own um, factories all over the world. I mean, you don't think they did a good job. Can you give Tesla a little kudos on anything?
1: Well, it's not about giving them kudos or not giving them kudos. I think the stock is significantly overvalued. And if you have investment managers who are long the stock coming on and, you know, talking about mm-hmm. their position. I don't think that's representative of the data. Look, I'm talking about data. Forget about what Dan Ives, uh, who I believe was um, involved in some securities issues before, or what Ross Gerber, who doesn't even, admittedly, uh, long ago said he doesn't even have an EPS number for Tesla. Forget about what they say. Let's look at the data, right? The data is their growth has stopped, right? I'm not saying they're not going to grow in Q3, but they didn't grow. They, they were flat in Q1. They were down in Q2, right? Despite the fact that right. they're valued at more than the next 13 largest automakers combined and just sell 2% of the cars they do. So their growth should be expanding significantly. If their lead times are right. coming down, that means without the Berlin and Texas plant fully ramped, they're already seeing production ahead of demand. This this isn't this isn't my opinion. This is just fact, right? So when you factor all that in and they just introduced this cheap car in Europe, they have a demand problem right now. Um and I want to get to the full self-driving. Listen. Elon Musk, and I want you to understand this, will never achieve full self-driving with his current low-resolution cameras. And I want to explain this. Here's what an engineer told us today. Tesla's approach of clustering multifocal cameras in the center of the car means the system must guess the distance based on the size of an object. You can't achieve achieve this with um, uh, uh, low-resolution cameras. You need LiDAR and radar. There are are hundreds of papers online that say you need LiDAR and radar, to reach full self-driving. So I think Elon Musk knows this, right? I think he knows that he's not going to reach full self-driving. This 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 auto engineer tells me um, it, the issue with these cameras is, if you have multiple objects, cameras can't tell the size of the different object. Um, so what that means mm. is that has no idea what the size or how far okay. it is, so that would consistently um, uh, cause crashes and stop short. Yeah. This is dangerous technology. The NTSB has made multiple recognitions to NHTSA, to take this off the road. NHTSA has ignored it. I think that's why so many people think it's OK because NHTSA is showing a dereliction of duty. This is dangerous tech. it will never work. Him saying you're in, I think is just him throwing the ball in the air and hoping that people just forget about this unless he puts lidar and radar on those cars. Based on the experts, he'll never achieve full self-driving. This is dangerous. Okay. And the public who didn't sign up for this shouldn't have to be um, exposed to it.
0: OK. Listen, 10 seconds. Do you have a favorite company? I don't want to leave this out. Is there a favorite company? I don't even want to hear why.
1: What, do you have a favorite company in chemicals. the world? We love the nuclear space because nuclear is real. It's a real, it's a okay. real answer All right. to climate change. It's real technology. It's distributed baseload. I think the world has Let's to go that way. If it doesn't, I think we're in trouble.
0: Gordon Johnson, thank you very much. Wonderful to see you. I know they're working on a virtual power plant for Tesla in Japan. Um, neither Dan Ives nor Ross Gerber here, uh, friend, also friends of our network, Gordon, just like you, um, to have the other side of the conversation with you to protect themselves. But um, we're glad to have this conversation
1: time. Happy to, happy to chat today. with those guys anytime, Nicole. And thank you for having me
0: on. Gordon Johnson, thank you. CEO, founder of GLJ Research. Thank you so much. And his price target, by the way, $22. Right now, split adjusted. Tesla is trading at $281 and change.